Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. All right, so today everybody gets to live without Skip for like a couple episodes as I have a new guest speaker for the Humanize It podcast, uh, Sean Lardo uh, from ConnectWise or some company like that. So Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get kicked off here. Fair warning to everyone listening, Sean uh, and I speak a lot. Sean is evidently somebody like me, so much like Skip, we're going to have to fight over each other this whole episode, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, thank you. Um, I've got better at knowing my place, especially having four daughters. Um, there you go. <laughs> I, I've learned when I can and can't talk. I mean, they tell me, basically. my, my twenty-four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, like my 24-year-old daughter, she's like, listen, why are you talking right now? You sound ridiculous. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm amazing. And you know I am. But I've learned to stop. But anyway, uh, thanks for having me on. I This is, you know, you and I have been working together for the past, what, two months now almost? We're almost yeah, two months somewhere on there. We're, yeah, we're like two months into this. That's, a, you know, it's like an anniversary. We should probably have a celebration. I, I just had my five-year anniversary for as a business. That's congratulations. So, yeah, my, my record player, which I was listening to when you first started in. So, but. <laughs> You know, you know, Sean and I got to know each other through a program called Pitch It. Uh, I don't even remember who originally told me you need to apply to Pitch It and get kicked off. I've got it in my email somewhere. I talked to somebody at ConnectWise last uh, November, and they said, hey, you should try out for Pitch It, you know, with your new product. And I said, what is that? And they connected me with the right people. And now here I am as one of the contestants this year. So I know, right? You asked me about me, so I guess I'll yeah. tell you a little bit about me and we can move on. Um, so, again, Sean Lardo, I'm the uh, ConnectWise economy evangelist. Uh, so really what I focus on is, you know, and, and I've been in the channel space for a long time. I've worked with vendors and MSPs for 15 years now at this point almost. And the the goal for us as an organization for one is to make it easier for, you know, we put three promises out there. It's probably the easiest way to explain it. Last year, our CEO put out the three promises of easier to do, to work with, to do business with. Um, the second one was uh, invest even more into partner growth. And then the third was more innovations faster. And, you know, and, and, and that's all part of my core beliefs anyway. I'm, I've been a very big advocate and a proponent and the recipient and a victim and a culprit of not having the right processes in place and the right technologies in place to simplify people's workload to have, you know, repeatable, scalable business models. So, and having all the right resources at play. Um, in my life, I've worked with a bunch of different startup companies that I've worked with actually. Um, as being basically whether they're channel chief or they're, they're VP sales and marketing. Um, and I've had some pretty good success in those realms. I, I love working with, and so pitch, this is a natural evolution for pitch it with me, of course, because of this, I love business owners, especially startups because there's so much passion still involved because most people created this themselves. It's their baby. They can see the end result. They love it. And, and, and it's so much pride involved. So I love that aspect behind it. Um, yeah. Like I said, four daughters, two granddaughters. Uh, I spent nine years in the army, um, and I didn't do any technology stuff there. I did demolitions and ammunition and ranges, and like I liked all that stuff. And so, yeah, it was going into technology was a happenstance for me. Um, some years later, when a friend of mine referred me to a technology, a third-party development company for the Microsoft Native Suites, like Silverlight and and ASP.NET and WinForms and stuff, and it was a small company out of where I live here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my interview with the guy, he said, what do you know about software? And I was like, well, I know 
we use a website for our fantasy football league and I know, um, <laughs> and so I use that. Clicking the hard drive, hard drives. Yeah. And I, yeah. IT, have you seen IT crowd? Yes. Where she's, she's interviewing and like the clicking, the typing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's well, I'm good at that stuff. And that's basically how the interview went. And he was like, okay. And I was like, but you know what though? I'm going to win my league because I'm the most on it on the website and I can look up data and research players. And he was like, awesome. We can talk about it. And he gave me a job. This guy was later became my mentor and I learned how to work with technology at that point. And it put me in a great place uh, for where I realized probably one of the most important things I could do is build relationships, you know, especially when I didn't know anything, nothing worse, nothing best and worse than feeling like you don't know anything. But the best thing you can do is walk in and say, I don't know anything to somebody like you because most people are willing to offer help and will take you under their wing and show you and introduce you to friends. Like, cause I'm like, Oh, look how cute he is. He doesn't know anything. And, and I totally took advantage of that. I leveraged it. It worked out well. And here I am 15 years later. Yeah. That's that, you know, that's where I am today. And I know you and I, you and I talked about this a while ago, but um, his like, I walked into this MSP community, like not knowing anybody, not corporate world. Um, when it came to corporate software, corporate uh, circles and stuff like that, I got pretty, pretty decently known. Right. Um, but then I walked into this new social bubble and like, I am nobody here. And I, remember, <laughs> like, I remember pitching some ideas for, from a VCIO standpoint to some of these MSPs and I'm like, well, who are you? I'm like, well, you know, we're virtual C we're, um, we're a consulting company. We just got started a couple of years ago and they're like, oh, well, you know, we should sit down and talk. And, um, it was, it was, it was an uphill battle because yes. no one had even heard of Adam Walter. Uh, or we'll see in this space. And so getting introductions, learning about people, learning the ecosystem, what do these people actually care about has been, it's been fun. You know, it's been refreshing for an IT guy who's been around for 20 years. You kind of seen it all. Then you headed to this new space, but there's so much more to learn there. Yeah. And well, think about that. You know, I I always, I joke around and say, corporate America is LinkedIn. MSP world is Facebook and Reddit. And, and look how, and, and look in the manner in which you conduct yourself on both. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same difference between writing an email where you write a formal email because it's a letter, right? As opposed to if I just text you or send you a message on Slack or Teams or whatever, I can be short sighted on. I can be 50 characters and be like, you know, hey, Adam, what do you got going on? And you can respond. But if I write you an email, I have to make sure it's formal and everything is in it, right? It's the difference in, in the manner in which you approach it is very different. Like corporate America is vastly different. Uh, you know, ultimate same goals, growth, good service and whatnot, but the relationships are just different. So I took a class in my MBA course because every, every IT person has to drop out of a, uh, a program. So I dropped out of an MBA program. Um, anyways, uh, congrats, one of the congrats. most insightful programs uh, or classes I took there was on corporate culture and relationship building. And I recommend this class to everyone. And it was she put things into a way that I had never really thought before. And so corporate America is kind of high context, which means that everybody kind of knows what the, everybody else is doing. So there's this formality and I know that Sean's going to do this today and I don't have to ask him about it. I have to tell him to do it. I know it's going to get done today because we've been doing it this way for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's just this giant battleship going down in the ocean. It's just really hard to turn because everybody knows what they're doing. And so you just little nudges. Now a low context, uh, 
I have to explain everything. We're all agile. We're all talking back and forth all the time because, you know, you and I don't know each other. We just started working together. We've maybe right. known each other for a couple of months. Now I have to explain where am I coming from? Where am I going? Explain my vision. So there's all this traction methodology, this EOS, this how do we make sure that everybody knows what their ball is that they're carrying. And I love that world. I, I love this this world where we, we have you have to have a high level of communication. Absolutely. I, in the corporate world, I can work with somebody and not say a word or never even have met them. And my job can rely on what they're doing and yeah. never having to talk to them. Well, you're a cog in the machine. That machine is humongous, yeah. right? And and by the way, I'm a huge fan of EOS. Um, I think because the one thing you see with small business owners, they know they have a vision. They know they can go do it. They're good when they do it by themselves. But once they start adding staff on, they have a difficulty of scaling and being repeatable, right? Because they don't understand how to do it. So I feel like EOS is so good for framework and, and, and discipline. First off, yep. I learned when I started doing EOS was years ago. I didn't know what it was. The, our, uh, our, um, chief operator, our COO, of course, was the person saying, we're going to do EOS. So every meeting we were going through the process of what's going on with rocks and whatnot. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of work at first. But then you become used to it and you're able to set goals yep. and expectations, future ongoing, and also hold people accountable, which is amazing. And and at least because I feel like you could easily be in the Wild West, right? When you're when you're doing this, like because you can go in so many different directions and all of a sudden you're like, what did I even do today? What is my even job now? I don't even know. Yeah, EOS is some of the inspiration behind the humanized IT framework. So as as you dive more into what we're doing, uh, you're gonna see a lot of you're like, oh, that just makes sense. Yeah, because we originally were agile consultants and VCIO consultants. So that was the birth of our company. And then we, um, you know, I saw something, there's this 90.io. If you've never used it, it's a great traction tool for running meetings. It's free for peer groups huh. and it's fantastic. And so the idea was to take this, this framework of accountability and add a tool on it where every week you say, where am I and where are you? And whose eyes do I look into for accountability? So we broke things into four pillars and said, okay, who is responsible for these? So the account manager can say, where are we at on this? So I can give the client an update. And it, it's nothing earth shattering, but it's so simple. And it's so much into the accountability spectrum. And that's what's kind of missing is we, we tend to, we're in this low context organization and everybody's working really hard but are they working hard on the right things? And when yep. a ball gets dropped, is it because somebody didn't know it was in their in their hands? Was there not a handoff process? And so we need to make that more mature because we have these fantastic MSPs out there who are really great at operations. If I give them a firewall, they will build it and they'll make it world-class. They'll do everything they need to it. They know exactly what to do there. However, they don't know who to give it to. Sure. That's not and they don't know which modules to turn on that are going to best benefit the client. And that's a different conversation. You can have the best in class firewall sitting at a ice cream shop, $20,000, but it does nothing for that ice cream shop. And so that's why, that's why I loved EOS. EOS says, well, what really matters to you? Right. Well, that, with the end in mind, which is a business outcome, a business, you know, use case. I always, I always talk about use cases, right? And people struggle with use cases. They want to get into the feature conversation, I, but I don't understand that if I'm not from your world and you're talking about things like when was the last time you sat down with your doctor and they explained everything in Latin? When was the last time that happened? They don't. They're like, Hey, you got a broken leg. 
Okay. And that's what they say. Oh, that's it. You have a broken leg. We're going to put a cast on it. They don't I'm talk about a pharmacist. So half of what she says is Latin. So <laughs> perfect. But think about it. Like they don't, they, they, they say you have a broken leg. We're going to put a cast on it. They don't tell you what the cast is made of. Correct. Unless the only time you see any conversation around that is if they say, oh, you're at, you're more athletic. So we're going to put this type of new construction on there, which is this. And this is what it does. But they say what it does for you. That's the difference. And, and that's what, you know, that's one of the things as we're going through pitch it, you can hear people talking. Some people are very regimented in technology conversation, right? And features. And, and that's, that's fine if there's a question about a feature. But what I want to know is what the feature, what problem does it solve for me? Yep. Why did I, why are you, why are you in existence, right? Why is this business in existence? What does it do for people? What problem I'm on do you mission solve? from God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Agreed. And that's the thing. That Again, bloody Christ. I couldn't figure out which one to go for. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I think they're all on the table at this point, you know, <laughs> but, but honestly, I, it's, I, I'm spot on with you. Like I, I totally, like when we did our stuff the other day or we did the webinar with you, like you said the right things that people want to hear. Nobody cares about the after they care about, like, if you don't catch them in the first 10 seconds, Hey, I'm here to solve this. Mm -hmm. You have this problem. Awesome. It's kind of like when you, when you call the plumber, the plumber shows up. They're like, we're here to fix your drains. Is the, the end. Okay, cool. Come on in. You already have, you have my attention. You're fixing my stuff. Thank you. You know, they're not, Hey, we brought this new contraption, which does ABC and it's awesome made of this material. Nobody cares. No, if you can say, hey, I'm going to replace your toilet with one that will never clog. Sold. The end. Don't, Done. Don't, don't even tell me the price. Right. No, I just need to know, like, this this thing was never going to clog, so your kids are going not going to be called exactly. dad. And you're like, crap. Also, well, I would I would also go one step beyond and say, if it also lowered the toilet seat itself. With having all girls, if it lowered the toilet seat every time I use it, I, done. I'll buy it right now. Put it in. Yeah, it automatically lowers. Perfect. I'm in. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's the solution. And you know, we're it trying is. we try so hard to teach people. Some sometimes we get to these sales meetings and people are like, How do I automate this conversation? And I'm like, immediately I'm like, Yeah, we're not a fit for you. There's some other great program pro, products for you. You're not going to be a culture fit for us. I and I, we, I know that. exactly where this where this 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 relationship is going to go. Six months from now, you're going to hate us because we're asking you to actually have conversations. And our goal is to guide the conversation. And I'm starting a new tagline. I think um, it's probably the first podcast you guys hear it on. We're turning account managers into VCIOs. We can like turn that. any account manager into a VCIO with a couple hours of work. Well, that makes so much sense logically. You know, for one, usually the account manager has the relationship. Two, the, the account manager has a selfish motivation to learn more and push further because they're usually compensated based off growth on cross-selling, upselling, and whatnot. Three, they also have the selfish motivation. If they want to maintain a solid relationship, they got to make sure they do checks and balances with them. So they do their QBRs to see what's happening, right? I think that's, a, I think that's awesome. I, I, I can see the relevance to it, of course. Um, I think some people will disagree with you because I'll say that they need to have technology experience. Yep. They need to be the, the guy or the woman that has the, the degree and, and has worked for fortune 500 companies as a CIO. But mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. You can be definitely not the right team to support you. I took an environmental scientist as an intern a couple well, seven years ago and turned her into a cybersecurity analyst. And that was an intern. 
Wow. And she ended up as an analyst. It's not about the the resume. It's about the person. If you've got oh, an yeah. account manager who's charming, who genuinely cares about your clients, mm-hmm. everything else will fall in line. You've got engineers with 20, 30, 40 years of experience under their belts, backing them up, sitting behind them. It's like at a doctor's office, you know, the doctor knows a lot, but guess who does most of the patient interaction? The nurse. Correct. Because they're good they, at it. Yep. They have the relationship. They have bedside manners, but they also, what nurses are good at, and it's exactly what an account manager is good at, which is exactly what the VCIO piece is, is connecting the dots as well. Yes. Okay. I can hear what you're saying, what you're asking for. I understand your pain. Let me tell you about how this journey is, what it's going to consist of. You know, part of it's going to be me working with you, but let me introduce you to Adam that takes care of this. He's the guy responsible for this. So, and I'm also going to, and here's the chart that I give to the doctor, by the way, on all of your vitals, I'm giving to my staff. So do you, do you read any Sherlock Holmes? I know I do not. I probably should though. I watched the movies. In Sherlock Holmes, uh, the books, he refers to it as keeping a clean attic. Mm-hmm. So if you ask Sherlock Holmes um, what the eight planets of the solar system are, he couldn't answer you. But if you ask him about the chemical makeup of tobacco, he'll give you a detailed analysis. And it's because, and there's also a book out there, Settler Not Giving a Fuck, and it's all about filling your brain with a context so you can connect the dots. But if you care about everything, if your brain is full of this just trash of knowledge, connecting the dots is really hard because you're so busy. But if you're focused and your brain is focused on these these areas, if I'm worried about how to fix a firewall and that, that knowledge is in my head, and my knowledge of how to replace a PC is in my head, and my knowledge of how to do a proper budget worksheet is in my head, Where's the room for the creativity so that I can focus on how to put all these big pieces together? There's none. It's like working in assembly versus working in C. You can do a lot more in C, but you can't get the details like you can assembly. And you move up a level, you know, when you get to a WYSIWYG, what's the power of a WYSIWYG versus working in .NET? There's different powers to it. And you can do really cool things. The internet didn't get really cool until WYSIWYG started really like upgrading. Like the stuff we do in HubSpot, it's not the greatest platform, but I can do some amazing things from a high standpoint because I'm architecting rather than micromanaging. Well, there's a difference between strategic and tactical, right? That's and that's exactly what we're talking about here. You when you get a platform where you're connecting dots and you're you're trying to determine things, you're basing things off a strategy what the outcome is you're trying to get to. But then the tactical piece that appears is how do you actually achieve the, the strategy, right? And actually going back to your point of the attic, clean out your attic. Remember, remember the show Married with Children? Yep. So there was an episode, and this is like one of my favorite things I ever watched. It was so funny. So um, it was Bud and Kelly were the children, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and Al Bundy says, hey, we got to get Kelly smarter, basically, because she's just a rock, right? So... Bud being, he's, he's a brainiac in the show and he, they show him working with Kelly day on day out, you know, they're trying to get ready for, I forget whatever the event was they were trying to get ready for. But so it's like, you know, a month later or whatever it is. And, you know, they go back and, you know, Al's like, okay, so how do we do? I said, I'm noticing difference. And, and Bud goes, okay, so, Hey, uh, Kelly, what's the theory of relativity? And she talks about it. And he's like, what is the medical or what, what is the chemical composition of X or whatever? And she's, and she's rattling off. Right. And, and, and Alvin's like, that's amazing. How did you do that? He goes, you have to understand. And, he, and this is a brilliant analogy. He goes, so the thing is we had, to, when I shoved all this information in their head, they, some things had to leave. 
and then the door. So the doorbell rings and she goes to answer the phone. Right. <laughs> and so he goes, what happened? He goes, think of it like a teacup, right? You pour a bunch of tea in, but eventually if you keep pouring some stuff flows out. Yes. He's like, so that's what flowed out. So she became a genius in some ways and, and lost sensibility in other ways. And I think that's spot on. And it's back to, it comes back to clutter. I, I am a big proponent of eliminating noise. I think the yes. most important thing you can do is eliminate noise to focus on exactly what is. And by the way, this comes from somebody with a, with a mild case of ADHD and has kids and does all kinds of stuff. It's a big struggle for me at times, right? So what I have to do at some point is clear everything off of my schedule, clear everything off of my browsers, clear everything everywhere and look at one thing at a time, right? Let's do one thing. Now I prioritize. If I have 10 things I got to do, I prioritize based off of, um, deadlines. And then from deadlines, I go to value and impact. And then I go to what's the easiest thing to do. What can I got quickly? Right. And if I can look at those things, I can decipher like, okay, I have a deadline for Thursday for one thing. I have a deadline for Friday for the other thing. The other thing, they both are of equal value, but the thing for Friday will take me 10 minutes to do. The thing for Thursday is going to take me 24 hours to do. So in that case, I do the second thing due on Friday first because it's only 10 minutes. And at least it gets me moving too, by the way. The dopamine burst. Yep. Yeah, you need it. It's the same thing as solving riddles. Have you ever tried solving riddles? The first time you try to solve a riddle today, if you and I sat down and did a riddle, I would be perplexed for a while. Like you have to get into that mindset. After you do a few in a row, you then start, you you, you expand your, your ability to think outside the box and the creativity and see the angles. But you, it requires you to do it. You know, it's not something you just do naturally. Same rules apply. And it is that dopamine hit. Once you get it, you want to do the next thing. Just like getting sales. You just got a sale. Best time to get a sale as soon as you, as right after you got one. Another tip, I, uh, my wife kind of got this from a, uh, a podcast she listened to called Fly Lady. And it was, um, instead of thinking of your task as 24 hours, think of it as 15 minutes. I will work on this task for 15 minutes. Yeah. And if you start a timer, you're like, that's not as daunting. And then right. you get so much done in that 15 minutes, you get that immediate dopamine burst. And then you're like, oh, now I'm on a roll. Yep. And you, and you'll finish the project. The timer goes off and you haven't kind of gotten into the mindset yet. That's okay. Move on to something else. Yep. Come and then back come later. back to that and spend 15 minutes again. And yep. eventually you're going to start making progress on it. And so like in your room, when people say clean the house, no one wants to clean their house, but I could spend 10 minutes picking up. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's my 13 year old daughter. That's how I get her to clean. I'm like, start with the stuff on the floor. Let's put that somewhere. Yep. And then she does that. I'm going to check, you know, but actually going back to your point for 15 minutes, I'm actually working on a, um, which I, you, you've taken the, the modes assessment, right? Uh, which tells that's you what 10,000 assessments I've taken. Well, modes is the one we gave you for pitch it. That was one of the ones you took where it talked about what kind of builder you are, value builder, um, balance builder, or, uh, empire builder or startup. It was we the first two weeks of you being with us. It was the second week you took the connect strat one, and then you did the modes assessment. Um, and then we had we had Scott Scroggin on and Arlen Sorensen that spoke about it the week after to talk about what that looked like. Whatever building when I was gone. You might, oh you might have been yeah I think you were gone okay I so a couple videos I need to catch up on yeah maybe you need to man so um, we uh, when we so for modes the whole goal about modes is also a part of operational maturity level, right? The OMLs, which is so important back to everything we've already started talking about. So right now I'm, because of my experience and because of what ConnectWise is doing with modes and Evolve is doing with modes, 
working on building a business plan and like with, with a, like a, like a framework on based off what mode you are and what your operational maturity level is, where okay. you should be with sales and marketing as far as people processing technology. Right. Okay. And, and that's a big deal. And so I'm saying, I'm talking about this because I need to get that 15 minutes in, man, because <laughs> I've been sitting there because I can think of a billion things that should be on there. Yeah. And as I broke it down, I, I, I couldn't break it down at first. So I need so I'm working on that now. And hopefully I'll have it done in the next, I don't know, 10 years, but you know, no, actually I hope it'll be done within the next week or two, but that's exactly what I was running into. So I had to clear up all my other stuff so I could actually focus for 15, 20 minutes, but I like that 15 minute concept. Yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna switch the topic of this, uh, of this podcast to business advice with Sean. Um, <laughs> this, is, this has been a great session. Uh, we're hitting up on our limit here and we're gonna switch over to part two here. So everybody's gonna have to stay in tune for part two where we continue on this topic and, it's, and we're gonna be talking about more about what is, what is making the, the, the MSP world great today. Like what is going on with the current class of uh, Pitch It? And what are we looking to change in the MSP world for the better? So thank you, Sean, for today. We'll see everybody in one week. Can't wait. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.